When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? It's Talon Torriero from MTV's Laguna Beach. I am on the Hollywood Raw podcast. Tune in. I'm sharing all of my wild stories in Hollywood, growing up, all the relationships I had in high school. It's a really good episode. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys. I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm Dax Holt. That is Adam Glenn over there. We are by coastal and we are now going to bring in someone today from uh, Central Time in Nebraska, Talentory Arrow from Laguna Beach, who is no longer in Laguna Beach. He is now Nebraskian. Um, uh, I am so excited for this episode today. I Dex, was were you a I, big Laguna Beach fan. I loved Laguna Beach because being an Orange County guy now, I mean, obviously, I'm not originally from Orange yeah. County, but going to high school in Orange County and like Laguna, I had been to many times. Like, it was cool because MTV was putting a spotlight on a local city. Yeah. So I loved Laguna Beach. Um, I loved the drama, all of it, just because these were the people beautiful. I could relate with. Minus the money, I could relate with these people, these California kids. And that's yeah. what I loved about it. And so seeing him grow up with, obviously, Elsie and Kristen and Steven and all of them, like it was just cool. The show was just shot beautifully. The music with it. I mean, obviously, I think everyone watched that show. was like, man, I wish I grew up in, L- in Laguna Beach because it was just so pretty. And obviously, I remember seeing Lauren Conrad's house at her their, the house that her parents were building. It was sick. It was on a cliff. I was like, man, dude. And then she got a sick house on a cliff in Laguna too. Yeah, like, I was like, unbelievable. It was crazy, like the amount of money. But also, like, it wasn't money where it was like a rich kid town like there were surfers at the end of the day it mm-hmm. wasn't like the show wasn't no like- it's it's a rich kid town they just happened to get really good kids that weren't as into it like the rich kid they they got the surfers they got the, like the chill kids yeah, well Kristen they, was pretty loaded too though yeah but they didn't the show wasn't about rich it was more about like the, the society the culture and just like mm-hmm. kids drama um but i'm so excited to have talent on the podcast before we get to talent we read your reviews live on air. Um, it's a you know it's a way of us you know shouting you out because we really appreciate the reviews. Dax, do you have some reviews ready for us? I got some iTunes reviews. This one comes from Mac Zipopstar. Heard you on Juicy Scoop. I had to jump over and listen. I'm so happy I did. Hands down, a new favorite. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, let's get to this one. This one says HMZ seven two one. Best podcast, five stars. This is an amazing podcast. I heard the host on Heather McDonald and immediately followed and started listening. I think I've been listening for two days straight. 
hosts are great listeners, which is so important, I think, undervalued in the podcast world. They're thoughtful and deliberate and humble. Also, great scoop every episode. I can't believe I just heard this podcast. I am now a forever listener. Yes, yes, yes. Who was that? What was that person's name again? Uh, It came from HZM721. So I don't have an actual name, just a handle. That's such a great review. Thank you guys so much. Uh, You have one more from us, Dax. Got one more. All right, this one also a uh, juicy scooper. Uh, this came from D Harmony May, something like that. Juicy scoop five star. I am a juicy scooper, and I loved your appearance with Heather. Just listened to a corporate stew interview. The corporate stew interview. What is that? Uh, I corporate think it's stew? Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Who? Oh, um, Steve. Yeah, Steve Honig. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And that episode was fantastic. If you haven't listened to it, you want to hear the inside scoop from someone who has been in uh, entertainment crisis PR for over a decade. That is the episode. He is phenomenal. All right, let's get to it. I am so excited. I don't want to waste any more time blabbing with just you. Sorry, Adam, but I want to get <laughs> talent in here. So our guest today is someone who we are biased uh, because uh, he's one he's one of our favorite reality shows ever, Laguna Beach. Please welcome Talent Torriero. I am so excited to have Town. You know, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm not, says- but I guess he's here anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we need to have a big Town on the podcast. <laughs> but Town, here's cool. a, it was. I saw you stumble upon my social media, and I was like, man, it was just so good to see you. And like, and it's just like here's here's my thoughts on Laguna Beach. I'm going to give you my thoughts before we get into it. I but just think real. when it comes keep to real, I don't care if you were like, God, that guy was such a douche. Whatever, it don't even No, I actually thought you were you were cool on the show. But when I think back to just the show in general, and I think about reality TV, it might have been one of the only reality shows where the way it was shot, the way it looked, and maybe it was just me, the age when it came out, it felt real. It felt very pure. You know, and I watched the show recently because now it's like came back on Netflix and I just watched a few of the old episodes. And again, I still feel like when I watch it, it doesn't feel like when you see acting or people trying to be some character that you see on The Bachelor or some of these other reality shows. It was just just I don't know. It was just nice in a way. I think I think I think a lot of it had to do with when it came out. Right. Like, I Mm -hmm. think if the show came out in the age of social media, you might have seen more characters because, you know, you could benefit um, you know, from a social standpoint, getting more followers and, and kind of, you know, being like you, you saw it on the Hills, right? Like when, when social media was out, when the, when the later seasons of the Hills was out, you saw people, you know, on that show without naming any names that were maybe playing specific villains or characters, understanding that they were going to get more followers. Yep. But yeah. My show came out at a time when there was no social media. So as a result, you were like, for all we knew, no one was going to watch this show. It was just going to yeah. be something we did for fun and on the weekends, and who knows? And away it went, right? So, yeah. I, so I, my my big thing was like Adam said, I felt like it was so real, I, and I was living in Orange County. I, I mean, I still live in Orange County, so I wasn't that far away from Laguna. Laguna was somewhere that we'd hang out with, out at, and you know, we were kind of in high school at the same time. So like, it was cool growing up watching the show and it being so close. You know, but I felt like it was so real and I felt so that it was crazy to me over the years when you find out certain parts of it were staged. And the, and I don't know how much of it, like how much of that show was it was 
staged or, or scripted or, or made to just enhance storylines? Because I, to this day, I still don't know. Yeah, so this is a long, this is going to be a, I'll make it as short as I can, but it's a, it's a, it's a, a weighted question, right? So yep. my opinion is that everybody's, everyone's going to give you a different answer that was on the show, right? I would say the first season was about as real as it got because, you know, nobody kind of knew what we were doing. We filmed on the weekends. Um, we couldn't film during the week because we had school and things like that. So it was somewhat of a job, right? Like we had to fill in what happened, you know, like a typical reality show. You guys know doing TMZ and stuff, like things happened during the week that they couldn't film that we had to like kind of make up for mm. uh, on the weekends, if that made sense when we yep. shot, they could just kind of continue the storylines. But the reality was, is like, that's typical reality TV. Like people say, Oh, it's so fake. Like, sure. You're kind of moving the narrative, but for me, it got a little trickier. Right? So the second season Laguna beach obviously was extremely popular. We couldn't just go to the beach, set up some cameras and some lights and film the show. I mean, there were tourists that would come to our town trying to find us filming the show. So it became kind of this phenomenon. And to add even another layer, um, I actually left high school early. I left high school um, just after my first semester. I went and got my GED and moved to Los Angeles. Um, so the entire, I would say 90% of the second season that I filmed the show, I actually lived in LA and would drive back to film my episodes and MTV made it appear as though I was still in high school. So my answer is a nine, the second season uh, yeah. in terms of fakeness, 10 being the most <laughs> fake. I mean, I was going out, you know, like out in the town, like I was hitting the clubs up and seeing, you know, hanging out with people. There were photos and videos. So, oh, I remember I was there. I'm I sure, was, uh, I'm sure you guys I, I got to cover a lot of your, your fun, crazy life, uh, in my later, in my beginning days of TMZ. It was a crazy, that was a crazy time, you know, because I didn't go to traditional college. I ended up getting my degree online because I didn't mm -hmm. go to a traditional college. I view kind of that for those three years I, I had early on in high school, right after the show is kind of college on steroids, if you will. Um, I had too much fun. But thankfully, I had so much fun that I got it all out of my system, right? So now, <laughs> now it's like, I, you know, I live a boring life now. But um, yeah. So, so cool. yeah, let's 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 go present, and then we're gonna move backwards a little bit. So presently, you're living in Nebraska, which is way different than Laguna Beach. How obviously, I think your wife is from Nebraska, and that's why you guys wanted to move back. How do you like living in Nebraska compared to California? Yeah. So it's actually, it was actually my decision to move here. So when we met, uh, when I was 22, so I'm 36 now, so I don't know, I'm not good at math, but it was a long time ago. And, <laughs> uh, when we got married, when we wanted to have kids, I just said, you know, what are we doing? Like, let's move to Nebraska. Like it's, it's cheap. The cost of living is less. Um, you know, I wanted my kids to have cousins that were all the same age. Cause I didn't have a large extended family. So I wanted my kids to kind of have what I didn't have, um, which they have today, which is great. But, you know, everyone asks me, is there like a huge shell shock? Obviously the weather is, you know, the weather is the weather, right? Like, and I can't go surfing, which sucks, but you know, you, you take up new hobbies like hunting and fishing that I never did before. But I will say like, everyone here is much friendlier. Um, I find that, you know, people are just a little bit more 
it's like a community of people. Like I know the gas station, the guys who work behind the counters at the gas station or the deli. I mean, you probably experienced that too in New York, right? Like I know the yeah, guys yeah. behind the deli and it, um, but I wish I had some crazy answer. I mean, the reality is that at first it was a shell shock, but I've learned to really enjoy, like if I lived in LA or I lived in California, right? All my friends don't have kids. Like none of my friends have kids. Like some of them are just getting married. I wouldn't even be able to hang out with them anyway. I'd be at home with my kids. Like, so it wouldn't matter if I lived in California or Nebraska, I might as well be inside my house watching like, you know, whatever the heck I watch on Netflix with my kids. So, um, yeah. So I want to know because listen in LA and Nebraska, very different fame levels too. someone walking down the street in LA, someone may not even talk to them. They're walking down the street in Nebraska. They're the biggest. What is it? What is life like for talent in Nebraska? Like, can you can you go out in public and people recognize you? Can you not walk around? I'm just curious your fame level out there. Yeah, so people here, um, you know, the most famous person in Nebraska is probably like Warren Buffett. You know, Warren, Warren Buffett. Warren, Warren Buffett, of course, but no one ever sees him, right? Warren Buffett. We, we drove. Or, Adam and I drove by his house and started yep, yelling. By his house. <laughs> I always like wonder if he actually lives there, but I think he does. Um, I think he does. But uh, you know, all the the Nebraska Husker football players that live here, like that's, they're all the major celebrities, right? And then a guy like me comes to town. I would say like in, in LA, I'm like a Z list, but in Nebraska, I'm probably like an A plus, which is pretty wild, <laughs> and, you know, just to, just to say, but like people here are super friendly. Like I, no one's used to, people are more surprised. Like what the hell is that talent? Like, what are you doing here? Like <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's never like, people are discovering slowly through my TikTok getting bigger that I live, actually live in Nebraska. And so, um, but I get stopped all the time and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I embrace it. Like I'm super nice. As long as no one ever says anything mean to me, no one ever like makes fun of me or anything. People are just like, Oh my gosh, you're talent. And I'm like, I am, what's your name? And you know, they <laughs> ask me the same questions. Like, were you friends with Elsie and Kristen? Do you still talk to them? do you live here? Like, I would just say people here going back to the friendly thing, people here are just super friendly. No one, you know, is rude to me or my kids or, you know, just anything that you might expect. I would say they don't pass judgment upon me. If anything, I think they're slightly proud to say in a weird way, like, Oh dude, you know, that guy talent, he lives in Nebraska now. So, um, I hope they are in, in, in any regard. So and do you go back to Laguna yeah. beach often? So I go back about three times a year um, to Laguna and I, I generally make a couple nights stop in LA and then I go see my parents. I think if my parents lived in like Arkansas or like Ohio, I don't think I would have moved to Nebraska. It was a lot easier for me to make the decision knowing I could visit my parents in Laguna, you know, a couple times a year. So that definitely helped a lot. You know, Laguna, obviously they made Laguna look unbelievable on the show and it is probably my favorite beach uh, along the coast of California. It is so gorgeous. What was it like growing up there though? Because it's, it's paradise. You're growing up in paradise. What was it yeah. like? Yeah. You know, I, I was very fortunate, right? Like obviously there's a lot of money in Laguna 
you know, we like to say the difference between Newport Beach and Laguna Beach is that they have the same amount of money, but Newport Beach likes to show it off and Laguna likes to kind of conceal it a little bit. Like you might see more like VW surf wagons in the Laguna Beach parking lot and you might see more like Escalades with spinning rims in the Newport Beach parking lot, which by the way, mm-hmm. I'm friends with people from Newport too, but they probably would agree with me on this. But I think... MTV did a good job of making the town seem much larger than it was. I mean, you know, if you visit it, it's actually a quaint little town. Like we don't have targets. Mm-hmm. We don't have any, you know, big box stores. Um, like I, even our subway is in like a cottage and, um, you know, because of that and because, um, you know, we have this small little town, it made for the perfect, the perfect place to have a television show about. I mean, you have a lot of cross, like I only graduated with 180 people in my class. So as a result, it's pretty easy for like this guy to hook up with this chick and then your friend hook up with the chick you were just hooking up with. And there was a lot of, it was easy for there to be drama because there wasn't really anywhere you could hide or go. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up there was was just great. I would say that the, the most interesting thing that people don't know about Laguna is most cities playing football is like a big deal. Like when you're a jock, like, dude, you wear that Letterman jacket. Like you're like the big shit at your school. I played football in Laguna um, and you're not cool. Like if you're not a surfer, volleyball guy, you're not cool. I was fortunate. I surfed and played volleyball, but the football thing, it was like, you know, I know this isn't that big of a deal, but to a lot of people in middle America, like, to hear that football was not a big deal in high school is, is kind of wild. MTV originally was going to follow us in school and the school put a kibosh on it, which makes sense just for like a lot of the parents were kind of over it, but, and I'm kind of happy they didn't. I feel like the show would have been different and more like true life. So I'm kind of think it was kind of great that that didn't happen, but they were going to follow me on the football side of things because there was this interesting angle of like how it wasn't cool to play football at my school mm, yeah. um so yeah what a cool life man just like just surfing that was like every all the cool kids just I, surfed like it was just that's I what was you had a to do. huge stoner in high school so like i would wake up i had this four foot bong named norm so i'd wake up <laughs> I, I i saved up all my money from the surf shop and bought this bong named norm that i'd keep in my mom's garage that i called the dungeon i'd wake up at five i'd hit norm I'd surf for an hour and a half. I'd go to school. I'd come home during AP ceramics. I'd ditch AP ceramics. By the way, AP ceramics. Like what a what a thing. <laughs> I, I would I would it was the only AP class I ever took, by the way. Uh, I would hit Norm again. I would then go back to school. Then I would go hit Norm again. And then I would go surfing. And then I would go to like football practice or volleyball practice. Sorry, I, rever- I missed up. I would go to football practice or volleyball practice, then hit Norm, and then go surfing until it got dark. <laughs> and that was my life every single freaking day. So sick. High- yeah. Dude, why did you go um, to Nebraska just stick to the high school schedule? <laughs> Dude, we're like the last state to get legal weed, too. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know. So, um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah, no, growing up, I was like, that was my life. It was just like smoking pot, surfing. Like everything you would imagine Laguna to be is what I pretty much did. So, so what I want to know, you may not be the best person to ask this question because you got your GED, but I want to know what was it like at school once Laguna started airing and you guys were now becoming more popular did that change your dynamics at school did people look at you was there jealousy was it did it make it harder to be at school because now you guys are on a a, a national international platform and high school kids are fucking ruthless so yes. what was that like um you know it's interesting right like i think originally when we were filming the show you actually saw more like fuck you guys. You guys think you're so cool. Like before the show came out, there was more animosity towards us filming this show. When the show came out, people then started like trying to like find their way to get on the show. If you will. So you saw less, it was actually the reversal of what you would imagine it to be. People were nicer once the show came out and less nice when we were filming. Um, but then there was always people that just didn't want, I mean, a lot of people in Laguna are very art, artistic and creative and kind of like against whatever we were doing a lot of people didn't want to be on the show regardless um even if mtv begged them so um yeah i i I found it fascinating that's a great question i find it fascinating that it was the reverse you'd think the opposite you'd think people would be nice because they want to get on the show and then once the show Mm -hmm. comes out they were jerks no they were the opposite so you weren't in school obviously when the show was going on but do you know I was I was for the first I was for the first season, but not the second. I was I was not no. Got but so how did the teachers treat you guys? Were they kind of asking oh, a lot of questions? The, were they kind of a, excited about this or what? No, the teachers were really hard on me. I, I mean, teachers were always hard on me because I was kind of a problem child. I mean, I ditched like AP ceramics, right? So like <laughs> I, I had I had a lot of problems with my teachers in high school. Um, all great teachers, though. I mean, they cared about me, but like I just, you know, it, it was more like if I had a bad grade, they would blame the show, not just because I actually had a bad grade. Mm. Does that make sense? So it was yep. kind of like yo, you need to stop doing that show and focus on English. And I'm like, dude, I am. I'm trying. Like, I film on the weekends. Like, I don't know what the problem is. So, yeah. What What, what did your parents think of the show? Because once it starts airing, now, you, now your parents are getting an inside glimpse to the world that maybe you don't want your parents to see that you're doing. Like, I, I always yeah. think about that. Like, what are people's parents thinking about this shit now that it's airing? Well, it's funny because I did a TikTok the other day where it was like some trend where – I'm basically like drinking from a red solo cup and I'm at a party. And then it like says my mom, you know, had no idea that I was drinking on national. Like my mom, I forget. You could probably scrape this out. Cause I forget what it was. The point was, let me start over. <laughs> my parents, my parents were actually very apprehensive. My mom was not. So my mom was like, on board like thought it was kind of cool like hey you know like never say no see where it takes you like you just never know my dad's a really successful business guy very prominent in orange county he's like you're not doing this like you're going to college you're not you're not doing this stupid show and um i think 
looking, you know, it's a lot easier when you look back at your life to see how everything kind of connected to get you where you are today. It all makes sense. But I think during that period, my dad was just like losing his mind, like did not understand, like, what am I doing out in Hollywood? Like, where am I going? Like, I'm only 18, 19. Like, what is happening? I should be in college. Um, but it, it might, a lot of the parents, I, I think what's funny looking back is like, dude, when we're using red solo cups on that show, like we're drinking alcohol, like high school kids drink alcohol, but like, unfortunately, most of my parties were on television and I was like, I'm not going to let you guys ruin my good time. Right. So I would still, you know, we would all drink from those red solo cups as you saw, um, so technically, like that's super legal, right? Like showing underage kids <laughs> on national television. Yeah. But, so how does the, the so going back to that though? Does MTV say something to you guys like, "Hey, listen, like we really can't"? Like, how does that? How do you don't ask, do don't that? tell? They they yeah. they had they you know they had. I mean, legally, you know, they get in a lot of trouble, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. it, was, it was never supplied. It wasn't like you know, like most reality shows, they supply shitloads of alcohol, so these people get fucked up and do dumb yeah. shit. Like, it was never supplied. They would get super busted. It was, I mean, you know, in all honesty, like we would save up our money and go buy it at like the local liquor store with like our one buddy who had like a mustache would like buy it. When he's, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, we thought we were Kings of the world, like with like Mickey's malt forties or whatever it was. But, um, you know, we, we, they had to like, you know, they have to turn a blind eye. They, uh, do I think they probably knew we were drinking? I mean, they were in high school too at one point, but they didn't like go around and check our freaking drinks or sniff them or like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like there was never mm-hmm. any sort of like check. Um, but I think that they, they had to assume, but they probably didn't want to even cross any line because they would get them in trouble. It was better to just stay as far back as they could, um, but, but it, it makes for better TV. So, I mean, I would probably do the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I was watching a, uh, an episode recently. I think it was the first episode of the first season. And, um, it was, uh, I think it was, uh, Lauren Conrad was talking to Dieter, and then he had like a red cup in his hand. I'm like, no one's just has a can out, but like, it was. Did anybody have cans? Like, hey guys, guys, you got to put into a red cup. Like, is that how it would go down? Or I don't remember. I just remember, like, you know, maybe maybe we did have to put it in a cup. I don't remember, but I I do know like like a lot of reality shows they make you rip off labels and stuff, right? So I would sure. just I, I have to assume that MTV. I mean, listen, someone would just hand me a red cup and I put it in there. I didn't care if it was red or blue or green. So yeah. maybe there was someone feeding, you know, one of the kids, whoever was having the party, the, the cups so that you couldn't tell what was in it or there was no brand involved. Yeah. Um, plus I think when you're a kid, you just buy red solo cups cause you can throw yeah. them away and they're cheap. So it's kind of like a win-win who knows. By the way, tell them what, what are your parents do? Like, I know that obviously your dad's been crazy successful. What, what line of work is he in? Yeah. So my dad is, um, he's in commercial, uh, real estate. So what he does is he builds like, he works with cities and, um, counties and he builds like jails, YCA, YMCA centers, um, government, government facilities, right? So government state funded government facilities, anything parks, um, giant office buildings, things like that. Um, very connected in the California government scene, if you will. Um, my mom is, um, in furniture manufacturing. So she works with, 
you know, large, like, for example, we were talking about lamps earlier. She'll represent like a lamp factory in China. And then she'll go to MGM Grand and say, hey, um, you know, we need lamps. And she'll say, great, I can give you 500,000 lamps for all of MGM Grand. Like she does, she does very well um, herself. So what a weird business though, like lamps or like chairs (laughs) or like, like it's not, but it's at massive scale, right? It's like the entire MGM Grand. Um, so I obviously didn't follow that traditional, traditional route that my parents, I think wanted me to do, but, um, it all worked out. So I, so I actually never been to Laguna beach, so I'm going to ask you something very stupid. And go ahead. So there's no, um, there's never a stupid question. I always okay, say, well, well you haven't met Adam long enough then. Maybe Adam will ask me a stupid question. <laughs> So I was so Laguna Beach is right on the beach. So the property is worth, you know, it's a very valuable property. You yeah. know, so is every kid's family is everyone kind of well off in a way? Like, um, yeah, you I mean you kind of have to be, uh, I would say. Um, but again, you have to remember, like when we live there, yeah, but it's all relative. I was gonna say when we lived there, the houses weren't as expensive as they as they are today, but it's all relative. Back then, that was probably expensive for then versus now. But like, I mean, I grew up with tons of freaking cool people. Like I went to high school with Roxy, Roxy Quicksilver. Her dad started Quicksilver. Um, yes. and Roxy Quicksilver. Um, Rusty Surfboards was like down the road. You got um, the Fertitta brothers had a house down the street from my dad, which is UFC. Um, so yeah, you just, you have a lot of really cool people in Laguna, especially in the surf, you know, business space. Um you know, the business of surfing, if you will, it was a great place to be, right? You were close to San Clemente, you could go up north, Newport Beach, you know. So, like, I remember driving, it was like 6 a.m. It was the only time I've ever been fully starstruck. I was driving to a surf spot down the road. This guy pulls up next to me, and I'm like, who the hell is that? He rolls down his window, and it's freaking Kelly Slater, and he's like, where are you guys going? And Sick. I just thought it was so cool because – Cause he was just staying at Quicksilver's house. And, you know, I've seen Kelly Slater a couple of times since then, but like, I remember just being a kid and seeing him in my little town and just thought, well, I live in a special place. Like I live yeah. in a special town that I know that doesn't sound very cool probably to you guys, but to me, that was like, that was like seeing Brad Pitt or something like that. No, no dude. Oh, we, trust me. we just did an episode it. of le- le- our best celebrity run-ins and mine was with Kelly Slater and Kelly's been a butt of mine. Was it really? You too? Yes. There you go. Yeah, so Kelly, we I have like me and Kelly became friends, and we just met on the street, and we just have uh, we just we became butt, and it's just yeah, it's weird. So I'm with you. Kelly, Kelly Slater too. So actually, I'm talking to the right audience right now, basically. <laughs> and, and mine was Tony Hawk, so we're we're all on the same page. Here. Oh, dude, we are on the same. Oh, yeah, I forgot you're from Orange <laughs> County. I'm like, I'm, yeah. yeah, for sure. So Tyler, I want to know. Give me one because of course I love Laguna Beach. But give me one like hidden area or a cool spot. Like if someone goes to Laguna, you're like, this is what you have to hit up because that I think people, they love getting this like little hidden information on our podcast. Is there something cool you could tell them to check out if they ever go to so Laguna? It would have to be public ask, access, right? I'm assuming like I can't I'm say a place like that's private because you wouldn't. Correct. Have- give, give them somewhere that like only a local would know. You're not going to find it. Like that's what I think is cool. Yeah. I would say go to the Sandpiper Lounge. So there's like a lot of bars in Laguna, right? But the Sandpiper is like where all the locals go. Um, you know, a guy I played football with, um, he's the bouncer there. His dad owns the bar. It's like in this little like cabin looking thing. It's on Brook Street. 
and uh, PCH. You guys, have, you've probably been there, Dax, if you visited Laguna. It's hard not to go. But yep. most people go kind of more to central Laguna where there's like, I would say, more touristy type spots. But yeah, you got to go to the Sandpiper Lounge or go to, God, I don't remember the name of the bar. I want to call it the brewery, but it's not the brewery. And that's so sad. I don't remember the name, but um, there's a drink called the Pino. And it's basically, there's this giant jug behind the, behind the bar full of vodka with pineapples in it that just sitting there for like, I God, they have to be in there for like 25 freaking years. Like I've never seen them refill it. And it literally tastes like pineapple juice, but it's not, it's deadly. It's, it's pretty good stuff. That's like, you know what I, I tell people don't go to the main beach. I'd say go to Victoria beach. You know what? That's a good, so cool little like cove with this random i don't stairwell tower that looks like a castle tower i don't know it's just like a fun spot that no one knows about they don't put it on like the maps but it's it's there i definitely agree with you i think there's like this perception to go to like main beach and or like i like the beaches where it's more coves right like where you you have to walk downstairs to get to the Mm -hmm. beach so you feel a bit more isolated laguna is kind of unique in a way that we have tons of those little coves like crest street and bluebird and like you said, Victoria, I mean, the list goes, you literally, every beach is like a cove and it just so kind of makes you feel summer. like you're in a different place. It doesn't feel yeah. like, you know, you can go to like Newport beach or Huntington beach. There's just like long stretches of beaches and it's kind of doesn't have that same vibe. Laguna's fully got that vibe going. hundred yeah. percent. So mm-hmm. Talon, I want to say, you know, when you're doing the show, you're still a kid, you know, and you kind of, you know, looking back, you, you think, you know, what everything you think you know what's going on but you really don't know what's going on especially since you guys were some of the beginning reality stars you know this again we said this before social media so you know you're a kid doing a reality show at some point you know we talked about the show being a little bit staged was there some stuff that mtv ever wanted you guys to do even storyline or just even do something where like like you felt strong enough to say no i'm not going to do that because it just was you just felt uncomfortable it just wasn't you I'm sure there were a lot of times that I said that. Um, I don't know any specific, I wish I had a specific thing that happened, but I know that I was very conscious of the fact that we were on television and that I wasn't going to do anything that wasn't me. Like I wasn't going to say something to somebody that just because they wanted me to say it unless, you know, um, unless like, they were on board as well. Like it was part of like the story and the, and the, I wasn't going to just like, if that makes sense, like I wasn't going to be forced into doing something until like it, it, the second season. I mean, I had to be forced into everything. It was a little, like I said, it was from season one. It was like, Ooh, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Season two. I'm like, I don't really have a choice. Whatever you need me to do, whatever you need me to say, like what happened this week at school? Cause I have no idea. And I don't go here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like what happened this week? Okay, great. Let's do that. Okay, that's what happened. So yeah, yeah. So uh, funny. Did, I, go ahead, Adam. I was gonna say, did MTV pay well? No, not at all. Um, you know, I I mean, like most reality shows, it was like you know, I think the first season we got twenty five hundred bucks. Um, for the each, that's it. For the season. For the season. No, are you serious? I think, I think the second season I made like eight grand. Um, what? Dude, in high school, I thought I was king of the fucking world. Like, I thought I had hit the jackpot. Now, obviously, looking back, I feel like, oh, my God, we were so taken advantage of. But, like, we 
we straight up thought we were kings of the world. Like I would show up at a high school party with a keg and I thought I was the man. And I was like, I could never run out of money. But yeah, dude, like they completely just took advantage. I think, I think things like that, when I look back, make me a little disappointed with the production. Um, you know, you know that we're kids and you know that like, you know, most day rates are what, like a thousand bucks or something. I don't even know what the day rates are for SAG anymore. But like, yeah. you kind of have to like, I feel like I personally, if I was a producer or a network of a show, it would be hard for me not to incentivize these kids. Even if I paid them after the show came out and it was successful, like I would have a hard time with myself knowing that I paid these kids 2,500 bucks just for me to make, you know, millions upon millions of dollars off, off of them. Um, sure. I do, I will say, I wish we would have been a little bit smarter and got together and like went on a semi strike for the second season. Cause I, I know probably we all signed contracts, I assume for three seasons, but mm-hmm. we could still all just say, we're not going to talk on camera. I mean, it's not like a scripted show. You're like, we're just not going to say anything or something. We could have done something. I think and MTV would have said a hundred percent. What do you need? Right. So, um, but again, you know, we were young and naive, but I, as a result of the show though, I, I made a pretty good amount of money. I mean, not life changing money, but, um, you know, this is back when the like, club appearances were a thing, like, you know, yeah. these clubs in Vegas would fly out on a private jet, pay 25,000 in cash in a briefcase, handcuff it to your arm and send you home. Like it was wild. Like it, it was crazy. So like, you know, and, and, you know, I was not even as popular as LC or Kristen. Right. So I can't even imagine what they were getting paid. You know, they were probably yeah. getting paid more money than that. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you made money as a result of the show, but the show itself, yeah, there was not very much. Do you um, make money from the show coming back on Netflix or no? No. And that's re- everyone asks me that. Like, do I get residuals? If I got residuals for the show, I would be absolutely chilling. I'd have a, a house in right next to Dax's in Orange County, just, 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 <laughs> I'd buy the whole block. I mean, it's crazy. Like the show, you know, when it was out, like it was everywhere. I mean, you know, nowadays MTV, all it is, is like, uh, what's that show called with, uh, with all uh, the Rob Deerdeck. Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. Rob Deerdeck. All that's, yeah. That's like, that's all MTV is nowadays, but I'm surprised they don't just run Laguna beach on repeat or something. I mean, but, uh, yeah, we got, we, it's, it's pretty unfortunate. I get paid nothing from Netflix or from MTV or anything regarding the show now or any of the merchandise. I think they have rights to use our, like at one point, like I walked into a Walmart and saw like all of our faces on like, uh, like pencils and like, uh, you know, lunch boxes, no one lunch boxes were like things like that. And I was like, damn, like, I don't even see any of this. It's crazy. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. I mean, you just, your kids, you know, like you didn't know what was going on and you don't know what you're signing up for. So it's just, it's, it's, that's just, it's unlucky, but like it's changed your life in so many other ways that like, that's sometimes you got to look at it and go, look, sucks that I didn't get that paycheck, but so many other things came out. I want to know, why do you think they made LC like the star, the narrator of the show? Like how, how did that decision get made? Do you have any clue? I don't have a clue, but I will say like, she's extremely likable, right? Like I think MTV's producers, you know, like it just came out, well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I was going to say it just came out that like LC just did this bombshell interview and was like, yo, are we going to get there? Am I like jumping the gun here? No, you can get, listen, we will go with your lead. So you want to talk the bombshell? Let's do the bombshell. 
Well, let's start. Let's start. Let me answer your question and then we'll, cause it's otherwise I'm not going to answer your question. These are probably <laughs> questions that people want to know the answer to. So, um, no, I would say that like, so the reason why I think MTV chose her, she's just an extremely likable person. Like you rooted for her, like, mm -hmm. but she wasn't like an ugly duckling. She was still very pretty. And, and uh, but you kind of rooted for her to get with Steve. And I kind of liken it to the like Ross, Rachel friends thing. It was like, mm -hmm. will they, won't they? And then you had Kristen kind of getting involved in, you know, in regards to like, you know, her, her and Steven were dating or, and, and of course this was all extremely fabricated. I was going to um, say, or were they, who are they really hooking up yeah, with? Yeah, it was, it was, it was honestly extremely fabricated. I mean, you know, Steven and Kristen did have a relationship, but the, the, the love triangle of like Elsie with Steven, that wasn't necessarily a thing. I mean, I think it happened even before they started filming at that point, what we were like 14, 13 years old, like what the fuck, like you're not really even like, it's not even a thing. Right. Um, and so, um, and then them hating each other, Kristen and Lauren, like that, that wasn't a thing either. I don't remember them distinctly fighting unless it was on a camera. Um, I don't remember them fighting off, off camera, you know, like LC, she had boyfriends, like she had guys that she dated that were just chose not to be on the show. Um, you know, I was hooking up with, with Kristen, you know, a lot of high school. Um, I hooked up with Lauren, you know, some like towards the end of high school and a lot of, you know, after high school, um, you know, so we, you know, she obviously said what she, I, I texted her after she did that interview on back to the beach. And I said, you just like completely blew up my life. And she was just like, I'm so sorry. I said, listen, it could be a lot worse. You just pretty much made me look like the coolest guy in town. So I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> she, just, she started laughing. She's like, Oh my God. Because you know, like, uh, I think the point that she was making and the point I made with my TikToks that I put out was not like, I'm the man, look at me. I hooked up with these chicks. It was the point that I think she's making and the point that I made in my TikToks in response to that episode that got went absolutely bananas was that the show is a show. These are characters on a show. But what happened outside of that show is not necessarily what happened in that show. But if you don't have that real focus and those characters and those storylines, then it's not a show anymore. It's just like high school. There's a lot of shit happening and it doesn't really all make sense. You can't latch on to this character. Like if you notice the character, the show is very characterized, right? Like LC is kind of like, you know, that girl from friends, like Jennifer Aniston in friends. And then you have like, Kristen's kind of like, you know, the villain and the bad girl. Right. And then like Steven's this, like the good looking guy that's caught in the middle and all the chicks want. And, you know, Trey's like this arts guy who's like all about like nonprofit and like community. And then you got me. I'm kind of like in the middle. Yeah, Dieter, Dieter was, like the guy was like, he was like a guy who really wanted to hook up with these girls, but he couldn't. He was totally friend zoned. Dieter, Dieter dated Jessica like a lot, I think, of high school. Right. Yeah, and then, like I love Dieter. And then, um, you know, then I was just kind of this guy that floated around. I, I never really, so it was really, I think the reason why I floated around so much as a character is because I never really was a character because like I would be hooking up with like Lauren or Kristen or whatever was going on in my life, but like it was never shown or it was hard to like, does that, does this make sense? It was like, I yeah. was floating. It's like, I was floating in the real show, 
while the fake show I was on was on. If that it was like the only way I could describe it is like if you're if you're like filming a, a like a like a real drama, right? And in the show, Adam's hooking up with my girlfriend in real life and i'm just sitting over here like doing the scene with you guys watching you guys like make out in the scene and like but it's all fake you know what i'm saying like it's like <laughs> and also like one thing that's kind of interesting is so the first season of the show i didn't want to film so like the process of, of filming the show they came to the school set up a lunch table and they started filling out like packets they were like yo like what um, who do you have a crush on or who have you hooked up with or who do you want to hook up? Whatever it was, like who's the meanest, who's the coolest, whatever. And they kind of had this like puzzle board and they started to piece together characters where they saw fit. Right. I never wanted to do the show. Like I had just done like a commercial, a Yahoo commercial with Al Gore. So I thought I was like, I know, right. Remember Al Gore. So I thought, <laughs> and I can't find the commercial to save my life and it pisses me off because I want to find it so bad. Um, <laughs> But I wanted to do more like traditional stuff, right? So I was like, oh, screw reality. It's like, it's not really what I want to do. But keep in mind at the time, reality was like the real world and stuff. So I was like, it wasn't the caliber in which MTV is, or Laguna Beach was, right? It was like kind of true lifey, documentary kind of thing, right? So I didn't really want to do it. And finally, after like they were done almost filming the first season, they're like, yo, Talon, you got to be in the show. What do we got to do to make this work? And the idiot that I am, they paid me 2,500 bucks. And I, I said, sure, I'll do it. So they had to backtrack me into the show to film and make up for those episodes I didn't shoot. So the storyline made sense. And then that's why I'm not on the DVD cover of the first season, even though I'm a prominent character because they already done the photo shoots and stuff. And I think that's why my character, if you will, I think that's why my character, if you will, got lost in the shuffle because, you know, I didn't film a lot in the first season in a way they were already going. Right. Mm. So um, who knows? You know, this is all speculation. This is all just kind of like what I think. Um, but again, I think Laguna Beach, I have to give credit, was as big as it was because Lauren, Kristen and Steven. Like you can't you can't say like, oh, would it have been better with talent or not or who knows? We already know it was really good with them. So you got to give them credit. Like Lauren's super likable. Kristen, you like love to hate her. And Steven was just Mr. Hunkaholic. Um, so, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of all worked out. Okay. Yeah. So Lauren, Lauren does this interview, yeah, says I this. What's I was going to say, you know, say talent. You were like the Pete Davidson of Laguna beach. Like dude, you just went around. That is so, that is so funny that you just said that because somebody said that to me in my TikTok and I like about spit out my water. Like, <laughs> I think I related more, I relate more to that dude than any person in Hollywood just because <laughs> like, I, I think girls liked me even in Hollywood, like after high school, because like famous girls, because I didn't give a shit. Like I was just like a normal surfer skate dude that was like, cool, what's going on in the world? Like I didn't care that they were on this show or they were like this per like I just I don't know. I was just kind of cruising around like this new town and I was a new kid on the block. And a lot of these people in Hollywood, they didn't have high school. They didn't go to high school. They grew up in the industry. So as a result, they experienced their high school 
through me and through the show, right? Yeah. So, um, man, I get ahead of myself too much. I'm sorry, guys. You can bring me back whenever you want. No, I love it. I love it. No, I want to know. So, you know, Lauren does this interview. She reveals that, you know, Lauren, and, or I'm sorry, Elsie and Kristen and you are all kind of doing your little like three-way love triangle in real life. You get home that day. How's that go? That How's that talk go with your wife? Now that yeah, Lauren's put enough. all your relationship shit out for the world. Yeah, I never, I never thought about it when I did it and I should have because like – at first I just put it out there. I was like, cause it, it showed up and I was like, Oh, I got to say something. So I just like, I think I leaned on like the Taylor Swift trend, like it, whatever that was at the time. It wasn't, or it, it's me. I'm the it's problem. Me, it's me. Uh, yeah. And it kind of worked out perfect. It was like a perfect, you know, it's like it was meant to be or something like the song was trending and the trend was trending. And here was this episode. Um, I put it out and then I was like, you know, later that night I went to my wife and I said, did you see my TikTok? And she said, I did. And you know, my wife's super cool. I mean, you have to imagine this hat, this is not someone I dated like yesterday and yeah. I've been with my wife for so long, but I, I actually felt guilty. It's funny you say that she didn't care, but I felt guilty. And I, and I said, I'm sorry, I didn't ever bring this up to you before I did it. And she said, I don't care. Like go have fun, whatever. Like it's all good. But for some reason, I felt so guilty because I just felt like I had done something wrong. But, it, you know, it's all in fun. I mean, again, like we got to experience something together as a group that was so unique that we kind of feel like bonded for life, even mm -hmm. though, you know, like it was supposed to be real. Like it wasn't like, you know, so we, we all stay in touch. Like we're all. Because again, it was like this this very unique experience. We all got to go through, well, and you, now we're going guys, through again. Do you guys have a, a a group text? We don't have a group text, but like I, so I talked to Jason. I actually talked to him before this. I'm teaching him how to use TikTok right now, so it's like a whole. It's pretty hilarious, like trying to walk him through how to like <laughs> make TikToks and stuff. Um, and then Steve and I see him every. You know, most of the time when I go to Laguna, I was just in Lake Tahoe with him, which was pretty fun. Um, Lauren and I are, are like Instagram buddies. So like, obviously she's married, kids, got her own thing. But like, when I say Instagram buddies, I don't mean we just follow each other. It means like, I'll be like, oh my God, that's such a cute photo of your kids. And she'll be like, oh, I love your wife's hair. Like, we're like, we're in each other's DMs just having like, you know, family, friend, talk, whatever. And then... Kristen, I just talked to her. Actually, I reconnected with her because I just did the Back to the Beach podcast, which, by the way, is freaking insane. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just did that podcast with them, so we reconnected, and uh, you know now we're we're texting again, just saying what's up, nothing crazy, but um, yeah. That's what about awesome. uh, what about Trey? Whatever happened to Trey? Trey Trey became like a really. Um, a really successful fashion designer. Like, so he is in like high fashion. Like, so he lived in New York for, I think like eight or nine years. And I think now he lives in London, but like, he works for like Vera Wang, I think hat was working for Vera Wang for a long time. Yeah. Um, but like he does high fashion stuff. Like uh, I think whatever you thought Trey was going to do, he's doing it is basically. What yeah. I'm and then what about but Dieter? What I Dieter, I we're we're Instagram Instagram friends. You know, I live in Omaha, so a lot of people drive through Omaha on I eighty, yeah. and they always call me and say, "Hey, what's up?" 
I think Dieter was staying at a hotel down in, in downtown. He works for Even Hotels, which is like, I think maybe it's not even anymore. He might work for another hotel chain, but he's like a, a high up, high, high up, like VP of something where he like moves to a new city to open that hotel, like hire this. Yes. This is what I'm assuming. This is just what I'm assuming based on what I see through life and Instagram and his LinkedIn it's so like he'll move to a new city, open up the hotel, hire all the people, make sure it's all ready to go, and then move on to the next one, right? So, What about yeah. Lo Bosworth? Lo Bosworth, I don't talk to her at all. Um, no? Not that I have anything wrong with her. Uh, she, she definitely, I feel like, wanted to really get away from the show and all that stuff. I mean, I know she did. Didn't she do The Hills or something? But I feel like maybe she had like a, a fallout with somebody or something like – but she moved to New York. She's doing super. I mean, she like owns that love wellness or something, which is yeah. like, I see it in target. So like, she's obviously killing it, which um, is your favorite store. So you it is my favorite store. I, well, it's Target. Like it is, <laughs> it is absolutely. I go to target every single morning, Monday through Friday, drop my kids off at school, go there for one thing, spend about 200 bucks and walk out the door with <laughs> without the thing I went there to get. It's great. Of course, that's that's also Costco. God damn, that yeah. place sucks my money out. Yeah, I actually yep, see low pretty not. I see her somewhat often, just on the streets mm-hmm. in New York. Um, yeah, not not the friendliest of people. Um, just saying that. <laughs> do I, people I, in New York that. just like see people on the streets? Like, do you guys just yeah, like I see people all the time? I'm on the streets, so it's kind of easy to run into people. Like New York City. I always say New York City is the you know one of the biggest. I guess it's the biggest city in the world, but it's just like it's not really that. It's like a small city. I just run into people all the time. Gotcha. Because I feel like around a lot too. So yeah. Gotcha. I feel like you probably run into people like if you live in Greenwich Village or go to like you're going to see all the same people all the time or something. Yeah, it's it's a big city, but you you have to walk. So somehow you're all it's you know it's a big grid. Everyone's going to kind of makes sense. You're like you don't want to sit, hang out in your apartment all the time. Cause it's probably so small. So you end up being outside and out and about at the bars, restaurants, things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. So I actually want to get into this. So life after Laguna beach, you know, you went to LA, you know, you were kind of in LA, you started dabbling in the acting world. You're starting to kind of be out partying and then you start to meet some pretty famous people. You start to meet some famous women. And that's where I was like, dude, like, first of all, let me say this. And I, again, for my job, I meet a lot of, famous people i and i say this Kristen's one of the prettiest girls i've seen in person i think Kristen's like whoa she's just a very pretty girl and I think looks, just, yeah like people people i think I, she's even gotten prettier as she's gotten older too like i think yeah. like she's she's definitely one of those people that like when she walks in a room like oh shit like there's Kristen. yeah like, yeah she's 100 percent. and then all of a sudden but another person is a person uh like nicole scherzinger you know, so like, again, a very pretty girl. So how was it like, though? Like you go to L.A. to become an actor. You start to meet all these people. What was it like after uh, Laguna Beach? I would say it was just it was crazy. It was the craziest times of my life. I mean, meeting really famous people that were fans of the show, um, you know, meeting people that were just in the industry. Um, you know, Hollywood, as you guys know, is a lot like high school. It's like its own yeah. sub community of people right you have like the directors producers writers it's like the the nerds the geeks the the popular people the the singer it's like it's literally high school all over again it's crazy so accurate so true yeah and and um 
you know, so it was just, it was just a whirlwind and my life, you know, I was, you know, involved obviously in some relationships that were somewhat, you know, publicized and, um, some probably more than others for right or wrong reasons, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. You guys, as you guys know, yeah. it was a lot of fun. No, okay. I just remember. Yeah. Go for it, Dags. Uh, no, no. I need to talk about one of the most infamous nights in Hollywood history. The night that launched TMZ.com and you were a Did part really? of really? Harris Hilton in the car, Stavros, Kimberly, you, and the car, the Bentley smashing into the back of the semi. Which I remember that. I remember that. Like it was, it's that launch that helped launch TMZ.com. No was, TMZ.com was not launched yet. It was a, we were building the website behind the scenes. We had not fully built it. That night happened. And all the, the craziness of, you know, Paris kind of trying to leave the scene, the cops pulling over her, like sweet talking out of getting arrested. Like the whole thing was, it was beautiful for you guys. It was like, it was like, this is, it wasn't Britney Spears in the car or something. No, no, it, it was, that was, that was different. different. I was Britney. Okay, that, the there was another but, time. No, okay. you were in the car. You were in the car with okay. Britney before. We're going to have to get into that. Um, well, nothing <laughs> and I just know that I've been in other cars. You know, uh, you know, it's like you jump into Paris's car. You never know who the hell is going to be in the Who car. is going to be in there. No, this was yeah. this was that night. And basically, we had to get the video up. And so it was like, just put that video on the website. And Got that it. was all it was. It said TMZ.com. You go there, and it's that video of that craziness. No Walk way. me back. How did you wind up in the car that night? What I was it I like being on the it. other I side? Wish- God, this sucks. You know what? That is, I would totally tell you the story if I remembered it a hundred percent. I do remember sitting in the back seat. I think we were leaving Ladue, right? Is that right, Ladue? That sounds that about sounds right. Good? I do remember we were leaving Ladue, and I remember Stavros being like we we like hit. Uh, it was like a park it, semi in a parking like a lot. Semi truck, yes, and the front of the car went under it. And it didn't yeah. really mess up the car, but I remember when we backed it up is when it really like messed up the and car. And he had the, the sweater like over his head. Yeah, like overly done. Like I think I remember like yeah. Stavros. Stavros, yeah, he was a wild dude. That dude is wild. <laughs> like, wild dude, but a lot of fun. Super nice guy. But man, that guy is like what you imagined him to be. That's who he was. Like he was like, we should ride jet skis in, you know this secluded part of Mexico and tow in with like, you know, he's like in a 20 foot waves. Like he is who you think he is. Right. Um, but that's all I remember. I remember him being super pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like a deer in headlights. Like what is going on? Something illegal is definitely happening. And he like, like took off running. Didn't he take off running? Yeah. And that's when the TMZ cameraman took off after him. I think so. I just remember, I don't remember what I did. I think I probably just stood next to the car, like stunned or in the back seat. Like I am so terrified. My dad is going to kill me because I can (laughs) like move to LA and like, and he's like, you need to be in college. And here I was in like the backseat of this car. Um, I don't remember too much, but I do remember that happening. I wish I freaking Dax. I wish I knew, remembered exactly what happened. I mean, I'm assuming that we probably had too much fun inside Ladue. I assume that, you know, we were trying to leave. There were probably a lot of paparazzi because of Paris Hilton and, and her 
uh, boyfriend. And I assume that he, Stavros was probably pissed off and, and as a result got more pissed when he crashed her car. Um, and as you, and then whatever you guys saw happen next, I assume that's probably what happened knowing. How did you, how did you get into the Paris Hilton circle? Because at that time, Paris Hilton was the queen partier of the world. And obviously Laguna Beach was a huge show, but how did you get wrapped in with her? And yeah, so the, way I got, the way I got wrapped into Hollywood is people, there's this guy named Frankie Delgado and he yeah. is yeah. like, he was on the Hills new beginning. Like he like, or on the, the recent episode of the Hills. And Frankie Delgado and I were, he was my first roommate. So he and I lived together. He was just a club promoter, but that dude, by the way, super awesome dude. One of my good friends to this day, like I, he and I like kind of grew together in Hollywood, if you will. Um, But he like, he runs that town, like straight up, like that dude knows every person you just name somebody. He'll, he'll say, hold on, let me call him. And they'll pick up his phone call. Um, But Frankie, knew everybody and so because frankie was my roommate he was the club promoter that Mm. knew all these celebrities because this is back in a time when there was being a club promoter like bolt house or something was like a prestigious kind of if you, you were the gatekeeper of this nightclub that everyone wanted to go to so um you know he was the gatekeeper to some of these nightclubs during that let's call it the peak era of nightclubs right um and so he would basically knew everybody. I was just this kind of tag along dude. And then before you know it, you know, I'd become friends with people and, you know, whatever it was, you know, it was just kind of like, I remember we had a house in Hollywood Hills. It was me. It was my first house I lived in after I, when I moved in uh, after my first semester in high school, it was me, Frankie Delgado, uh, this guy named Pace and this guy named Brad. And we had a five bedroom mansion in the Hollywood Hills with an indoor swimming pool with, it was freaking wild. It was like, we had too much fun. Like everyone been there. I'm surprised you guys hadn't been there, but everyone has been there. Um, (laughs) One may have been there. I promise you. Um, You know, we were just all young guys having fun, but Frankie is the reason I got wrapped into just everything in Hollywood. I mean, I owe any sort of success I had in Hollywood. If I even had any, uh, in comparison to some people, but the, the minimal success that I had was definitely in part or any relationships were because of Frankie. I mean, that guy is like, he's the, he's the underground king of Hollywood. So okay. before I yeah. forget, take me back. You got to ride in a car with Britney Spears and Paris. I don't remember if it was, I don't remember. I don't, again, I don't, I don't remember distinctly, but I, I assume I've definitely, hung out and spoken to Brittany many times. Like if I saw her at like a, a a club or something, she'd always be like in a private room or something like that, like her own little thing. But, and what was that like? Because I'm so fascinated with the, the Brittany era of. This is like, this is like, this is like late peak Brittany era. So it was like before she did all the crazy stuff, it was like, she was still, you know, Brittany bitch. She was still like doing her thing. Um, I don't know. She was just like everyone else. She was just like normal. She just got super, you know, fucked up the way we all get fucked up, drink a lot of booze and love to dance. And, you know, it's got to be hard to be that famous. Like, I feel like being that famous would be so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually learned that meeting a lot of celebrities in Hollywood, like, I learned that, like, all of them are fairly normal. Like, the same way that, like, we have weird quirks or, like, wipe our own ass or, like... <laughs> 
don't know. Whatever we do, like they do it too. Maybe they don't all wipe their own asses. Maybe they have like ass wiper people they hire. But like I, you know, it's again, Hollywood's just like I, I don't really I would say the coolest story. I'll give you guys a cool story. So one time I was at a nightclub in Vegas with an ex-girlfriend, and in walks this like little dude with this giant mustache and uh um we were like up on this stage and in walks this little dude with a mustache and a suit he goes hi are you talent i'm like oh god what did i do yes he's like my 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 boss would like to talk to your girlfriend and i was like that's weird uh who's your boss and he's like you know i'm not gonna say the name but because i will after it'll make sense so i'm like oh yeah he can talk to he can talk to my girlfriend no problem so in walks all these bodyguards, okay? And these bodyguards like make a wall in this nightclub and in walks freaking Prince with his freaking like 12 inch platform heels like this, whatever you imagine him to be wearing. He was playing at Rio at the time, right? Yeah. This dude is so small, so short, like you just didn't even like, he was like air. But he walks in, sits down next to my ex-girlfriend, talks to her for probably an hour and leaves and nobody at the club knew. Like it was like he, their bodyguards did such a good job of like putting up this like it yeah. was like not a, it's like he's just snuck in the back door had a conversation and he left it was freaking crazy it was Who the like, fuck was your ex girlfriend at the time this was it was Nicole oh Sersinger uh, okay why would yeah. want to, so why did Prince want to talk to Nicole though Probably, you know Nicole's extremely um, classically trained like she's a phenomenal musician she's not yeah, she's just very like, talented. yeah so so. They, um, you know, just probably want to talk about music and who knows what they talk about. Maybe he was like hitting on her. I don't even know. I don't even care. I mean, yeah. Prince. You didn't, he, you didn't stick around. What? You didn't like join in on the conversation. Um, I, I think they, I, I assume they were talking about like something like business. And I, I, I tend like, even with my wife, when she talks business, like with her, you know, family or whatever they're doing, like I stay out. I'm like, Hey, you guys are doing your business. Like do your thing. You guys do whatever you're doing. But it's so, Prince. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just, I was literally, I mean, I was literally, it was pretty cool. It was definitely, you know, a top 10 moment. I was more impressed that this guy could sneak in the door, have a conversation and sneak out without yeah. anybody even making a peep, like in the whole, like no one even knew he was there. It was just, That's it was wild. Wild. Yeah. How, so uh, cool. Was, was it weird for you? Cause you know, you're a young guy, you're 36, right? 36. Yeah. 36. So you're 36. And at the time, well, not at the time, but you were you were a younger guy, and you're dating Nicole, and even with Paris too. Like you're, they're they're pretty decent. They were like, you know, they're I think they were all like, like eight six years older than you. Yes, yeah. seven years older than me, something like yeah, that. So yeah. was it weird, like kind of like because when I remember seeing you dating Nicole Scherzinger, I was like, wow, dude, this is crazy. Here's a young guy dating like an older chick. Dude, I was, was I was Pete Davidson before Pete Davidson. Thrown out. No, I think. I just, it was never weird. I mean, all a lot of, I, I tended to date girls. If you noticed were a lot older than me, not, not significantly. I would never date like someone 20 years older than me, but like most girls I dated were probably between five and eight years older than me. And I think I, I don't know why I wish I had a reason. I wasn't, I, I, I think I liked, I, I think I related more personally to older women because I 
I don't know. I just didn't really care about half the shit that a lot of the younger girls liked. Like a lot of the stuff they liked was like very vanity. And, and I don't know. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. we were, it didn't, it didn't feel real. It was like, Oh, like we were talking about absolute nonsense. Um, I'm saying specifically in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, that being said, you got to experience the best part of the 2007 Hollywood time. Who was the best person to party with at that time? Oh, shoot. I wish I was prepared for this question. I don't know. I've had some incredible times. Like one of the, one of my favorite times ever was we went to the MTV VMAs and afterwards um, Brody and I, which we're not even like close, but like we just like somehow connected at the MTV VMAs. We stayed two extra nights in, in Miami and had the most fun and time I've ever had in my life. And it wasn't like we did anything extraordinary. We just, I don't know. It was like, it was the VMAs and we were on MTV and we were in Miami and it was like, you know, Miami wasn't as like hardcore as it is today. It was like a lot more like, you know, you didn't have to have a bajillion dollars to like have a beer. Like it was like, it was so <laughs> much, it was so much fun. Um, you know, again, like I just have so many fun stories of, you know, that, that I've, that I've just had just over the course. Um, you know, my roommate for, for three or four years was Andy Milanakis. So me and Andy oh, wow. became buds and lived together. That's and he, I didn't know that. Yeah. And he is just such an intelligent, that dude like is into quantum physics and like time travel, like all sorts of crazy shit, like wormholes. But he, he and I had some crazy times, right? Like that guy is wild. Um, you know, I, I don't know how, you know, the more I talk and do these interviews and stuff, the more I like realize how truly blessed and how cool my younger life was and how okay I am living in Nebraska in the suburbs. <laughs> and like, like how, like how crazy, like sometimes I, I actually think like, oh my God, people must just think I'm lying because like, it's so crazy like some of this stuff it. is so crazy that i almost have trouble even remembering it or believing it so now i'm just like this is nuts you know but thankfully so you guys have a lot of it documented so you guys can like <laughs> i have this it documented in my brain yeah this so is what actually years. happened um but yeah it was it was too much fun too much fun you keep asking away and i'll and i'll try to answer as best i can sorry if i'm not remembering no who who was the which celebrity did you meet that was the biggest Laguna Beach fan? I have a great story, but it's not who was the biggest the biggest Laguna. I mean, so the biggest Laguna Beach fan was God. What is her name? She's from Dead to Me. She's the star of Dead to Me. What is her? Christine oh, Applegate. Christine Applegate. Yes. So my neighbor across the street owned a hotel in Laguna, and Christine Applegate went there all the time. And somehow during conversation, got mentioned she was a fan of the show, and somehow found out that my neighbor was the guy who owned the hotel and that I lived, you know, across the street from him. So she requested that I like sign some autograph for her personalized to Christina. And that was pretty weird. Um, I was at a CAA party in Hollywood Hills, which is like where just the absolute wildest shit on the planet. Like TMZ would have an absolute heyday in one of those things, like for real. Um, (laughs) And it was a Halloween party. It was late at night. I think I was like hanging out with Steve-O or something. I forget. Like we were doing just being crazy. And this guy walks up to me in a devil mask and he's like talking to me about the show. He's a huge fan. And 
turns out to be Leonardo DiCaprio. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio is a Laguna Beach fan. That's awesome. I think, I don't know if he was such a die, maybe he wasn't like a diehard fan, but he definitely acknowledged who I was, which I thought was weird. Um, and, you know, said, you know, said, I forget we was in a drunken state, but I remember we talked about the show for a while and I thought he thought it was kind of, he was pretty That's cool. That's so cool. Um, I know one time I was at like a, a, I was at a bar in LA. What was it called? Um, what was next to Ledoux? What was it? What was it called? Oh, that was geez. like, what was that I place called? This. But I, you know what's sad is my pace, my name, my roommate in LA owned that place. So that's how I would like get in there underage. Um, <laughs> I forget. But anyway, I was sitting there and freaking Justin Timberlake. I don't, we never really talked, but Justin Timberlake walked up to the table I was at, came over and said, yo, what up, Talon? Gave me a high five and just like walked away. And I was like, that was the weirdest fucking thing that's ever happened. <laughs> like, I've never had a conversation with him. I've never talked to him. I have, and he's just like, what are y'all? What up? What up, Talon? And like gave me a high five and like kept walking. I was like, that's so weird. That's so cool. What a yeah, what I just, a crazy no, I was, time. Yeah, just I have more stories. I just think, unfortunately, like I'd have to be prompted. If you started talking about something, I would remember. Yeah, I get it. Uh, whatever it was, I'm surprised MTV hasn't approached you guys about doing some sort of like reunion, sort of sort of roundtable. Especially, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mean, there's been you- talks over the years of doing something, um, but you know it's it's difficult. I think, unfortunately. You know, the network, not unfortunately, I just think, you know, the magic is Steven, Kristen, and Lauren. Like, no one would watch the Talon, Jason, Jessica, Dieter, Trey reunion. I mean, maybe they would, but it would definitely not be as big as a, if we all got together. Um, and Lauren, you know, she's obviously doing her thing. She's kind of over. She, I know she definitely put together, like, we did, like, a reunion over Skype during the pandemic for, like, one of her charities. But, um you know, Kristen, I think Kristen would maybe do it if she had like was the producer and kind of had some kind of control over it. I think Steven would maybe do it. I doubt it. I don't think Lauren would do it. And I don't think L- uh, Lo Bosworth would do it. So I also think the show would have to be like, like I always say that if we ever did one, it would have to be like, you know, like how the Jersey Short is like spring break, you know, like mm-hmm. Vegas. Yeah. Like if we did like a spring break Cabo, it would be pretty sweet the only problem is we'd all be in bed by 10 o'clock we're all married we've got no (laughs) relationship drama but i think if it was the right show like maybe there's a way like that show love island you know they have like games they play and shit like that Mm -hmm. like maybe there's a way to like do something that's still entertaining but again i don't think it would be as I think a lot of people would tune in thinking it was going to be something else and it would be like, wah, wah, wah. it wouldn't be as well. Cool. Maybe even if it was just a special, like it wasn't a, Hey, let's yeah. do a new reality show or something like, but it, kind of like friends, they reunited and they walked through yeah. the old sets and they like talked about their time. And it was cool as a fan of friends to watch and see them reminisce about these times together. I don't know that something like that well, would even be cool. The scary part is I think the 20 year reunion of the show is like, in two years so maybe i would imagine in 20 year reunion, it'd be almost dumb not to do some sort of you know special it almost would seem foolish in my opinion um on behalf of the network i would i would i would say i would never do reality again but i would definitely probably obviously do that not not for myself but for you know there's just i i'm learning as i get older 
it's weird to say that there are people that cared, right? Like yeah. meaning, yeah. I don't think it's that cool, but there are people who think it's really cool. And I, sh- I am, I'm learning to acknowledge that. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. My wife is teaching that- me well. I would say for me as a viewer, it was just a part of my life. It's not even the show. It's like that time of my life, that part of my life. I enjoyed watching it. So it like, and again, you coming on this podcast and talking about it, I think it's just like, it's, we always say it's refreshing because you're so honest about it, but it's just, it's unique. It's interesting. And you're, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this conversation just to kind of, you know, we were on the other end covering you. And just to kind of have that kind of conversation of how was it like on your side? And like, obviously, Dax talking about the Paris Hilton story with, the, you know, it's just kind of cool to have that conversation years I later. Is, what was I like. think it is really cool that we have this type of perspective. Like, at first, I was nervous about it, but now I'm realizing how freaking cool it is that you guys worked at TMZ while my life was happening on this side. And how we, I think that's really freaking cool. So I think. I'm I'm really happy that I did this and I said yes because normally I, I don't say yes and it's not because I just I don't know I'm just kind of a shyer dude in my older age I'm Pete Davidson you know just kind of cruising through, through life. <laughs> you know? yeah. well any other podcast would be horrible so I'm glad you came onto ours no yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> I mean, normally I go on a podcast and they just like completely freaking blindside you they're just like yo so what and you're like dude. I'm going to tell all my friends to never be on your podcast. <laughs> well, tell all of your friends to be on our podcast. Yeah, you know what's funny? We're talking about uh, Delgado here, and I'm like, oh, that would be a really fascinating conversation. You should for they, sure. They, they you guys, he is of Hollywood. He is, like, that's he is the shit so, we love. He is so undervalued, like because I know, like on the on the hills and stuff. You know, like he obviously wasn't a prominent role. But that dude knows more stories and more shit than anybody you'll ever interview ever. And he's yeah, really right. entertaining. He's a funny dude. Like, well, I'm I'm booking him as we speak. I'm DMing him. You should say, hey, we just I just interviewed Talon, and he just said that you were the man, and you we had your ex roommate. Podcast, yes, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Talon, I, I suggest everyone follow him on TikTok. It's such a great account. It's just fun. It's nice to see your kind of life now in Nebraska and see you with your family and building your house. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, it's just, uh, again, that's why I stumbled upon you again, and, and especially with the show coming back on Netflix. I'm just so glad we have this conversation. It's so great to talk to you. I was a fan of fan of you before I got to know you, and I'm even more a fan of you now. Just And it's so cool to see you, you know, it's just so great to hear your stories about your experience while doing the show. And we kind of, we're living through you and it's, uh, again, I really appreciate it, brother. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys so much for having me. I hope we stay in touch and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I really appreciate it. I love it. And yeah. if, if you guys want to get an autograph from Talon, he'll be at uh, target Monday through Friday <laughs> at uh, 10 AM after he drops his kids off at school, you can meet him there and he'll sign away. On uh, center, <laughs> on, on on center in West Omaha. Can't, can't that. No, dude, That's thank you cat. so much. This this was really really awesome. Uh, looking forward to just hearing everyone's feedback because we got a lot of Laguna Beach fans listening to our podcast. So thank you. Okay, he was awesome. He was what, fucking awesome. One of my favorite episodes of the year, dude. I I like every time, and I. I love our fucking podcast. I, do I love too. it so much. That was town was so much fun, so interesting, so honest, so real. One of my favorite interviews of the year. And I, it's so weird because like 
we heard, I don't think you'd get this kind of interview from Kristen or from Steven or like LC. I don't think they're as Mm. honest as he was. And um, yes, I know they do a podcast now, but it's still different. There's the things that we get out of people and I don't know how we do it, but like the stories, you know, it's like, I really feel like I'm like talking to friends after like the first 10 minutes of like, you know, you get to like get out the awkward conversation with everyone. But this guy was so cool from before we turned on the cameras to like start recording to this moment. Like so awesome. Yeah, no, such a cool. I actually really like him. Like I want to hang out with him. (laughs) Uh, I want to go to Nebraska to hang out with Talon now. I really enjoyed him. Um, And yeah, fucking dope. So cool. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out. Uh, we actually have this podcast on YouTube. If you want to see the video element, we're also on TikTok. We're on Instagram at Hollywood Pod. We're on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group called Off the Record where you guys kind of get to talk to each other, talk to us. You can ask us anything, and we will do our best legally answer all your questions. But you guys have some really good questions. Uh, There's some great really, questions. The, the one I liked this past week was like, Hey, remember the old photos of Britney with the umbrella? Like, who took those? I was like, Daniel Ramos. And I was like, and I remember he had the umbrella for anyway. There's just fun conversation what, topics does he inside. Have the umbrella? There. He had it for a long time. I, he was gonna auction it off like around like the 10th anniversary of the photos. I don't know whatever yeah. happened though. Maybe we get da- Daniel on here. Yeah, dude, I mean, 100 percent Yeah, that's that he would be great to have on the podcast. But yet again, that's such a crazy thing. Like the the umbrella is actually worth money because it's so iconic, but mm-hmm. also yeah, someone else asked me a question, and I don't even have an answer, and I have to really think about it. It's one of the best questions I've gotten in a long time, whereas if I ever caught someone, like a celeb, going through something where I wanted to, like, put the camera down and help them. Mm-hmm. And I have to – I'm sure it's happened. Like, it's happened for small stuff, but I have to think if there's anything big it's happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but check out the Facebook group, Off the Record. Thank you guys for listening. My name's at Adam Glenn, at Adam Glenn on social media, at Dax Holt. Leave a review. Five stars, say a few kind words, leave your name so we can shout you out. We'll see you guys next time. A Huda Media Production.